Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Psychological safety is like the number one thing that you're looking for because you can um, have trust in your, sorry, in your coworkers. You can trust that you can say stuff. You won't withhold information or anyone else. And you can feel like you can bring your authentic self. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. I'm really excited to do this keynote because it's near and dear to my heart. And I feel like for, you know, the theme of um, reimagining, you know, yourself, um, your world, everything like that. So let's just get right into it. So a uh, quick intro, that's my cat Norbert. And uh, I'm an editor, I live in Boston. And I've been through a lot of tra- job transitions in my life and career. And you know, I worked in startup land, um, I worked in publishing, retail, graphic design, whatever. I've learned a lot along the way. And so every time you really do have to say, okay, Am I in the right place? Is this job working for me? Or what am I looking for? And what's my next move? Um, so, you know, as we all ask these questions, but I had to really focus on that when I was laid off um, on what was I considered my dream job. And so I was like, okay, um, reset. What am I going to do? And at first, my, my mind kind of went here like, okay, um, this is scary but I will take the time to figure this out. And so now I've been working at Harvard Business Publishing, um, basically Harvard Business Review for the last two years. And um, so I, I, I can speak from experience. <laughs> so I, um, as you, this is one headline that I pulled out of like probably a dozen that I've seen this week about the volatility in the job market as the economy is, um, changing and, you know, first of all, the pandemic has really shifted a lot of people's priorities of what they want in their career and what they want in their life. Um, but also, you know, there's been a lot of reckoning and accountability when it comes to employers and social justice. And um, it's a buyer's market, you know, as a job seeker, you have leverage, uh, you can ask for what you want. And, you um, really, really make some demands. So I think also this is a really interesting time to be looking at transitioning or at least considering um, what your next step might be. So I've structured this talk in really broad strokes in the sense that I think I'm not the only one that thinks of looking for a job as kind of like relationships, like dating. (laughs) So, um, you know, Some people might be looking for a short-term fling or even a rebound. Um, And some people might be looking for, you know, a more long-term commitment. All that's great. Just kind of know what you're looking for. So uh, because of that, I'm going to section it into first the focus on you, right? You have to know what do you want, um, what your values are. Uh, Just, you know, take a a gut check. You know, what is is your goal uh, and priority? And then once you figure that out, right, then you have the bevy of eligible employers out there. And how will you evaluate them if they're a good fit, right? Maybe they're a good fit for someone else, but are they a good fit for you? There are a lot of questions that you can ask. 
And then, you know, what's the uh, romantic sunset, the happy ending? Like, what does that look like? And why is it worth the time? So being an HBR, I am very lucky to have access to a lot of expertise and academic research. Um, so a lot of the highlights um, in this presentation are not my ideas, they're ideas from contributors. So I just wanted to make that clear, but um, I thought I'd just share things that I thought would be really helpful. So let's let's start with you, right? Um, it's a little, for me, I like doing, I don't like thinking, especially inwardly. And so it might be a little woo-woo, but you know, just, just come with me on this journey. So uh, I love this quote. This is um, Jennifer Nash uh, from an HBR article, but knowing your purpose and knowing what you value first before you just start like searching everywhere, it really helps anchor um, where you're going. And also you just gain a lot of clarity. So start there, right? It's plus you're the only person who can really do it properly. So it's, it's worth the time. So there are five questions in this uh, framework that might help you gain some clarity on your uh, on yourself. So the first one is very much that instinctual subconscious emotion, right? If there's a job out there that you're looking at and you're like grinning and bearing it or wincing or like, mm, I think I could do it, but uh, like totally listen to your gut, right? Or if there's something that's really exciting and you can't wait, you could wake up at 4 a.m. And, and get going on it, like don't discount it. So just, just start there. Just um, really bring out those feelings and emotions. What are those feelings? Why may they be coming up? You know, just kind of explore that a little bit. That's, that's pretty easy, right? So the second one is a little more of the conscious. This is the um, what are your personal values, identifying them, naming them, and then outlining them. These are the type of things that help you make decisions, why you would, you know, go one way or the other. And there are a lot of ways to find this, these personal values of yours. Like, so here's just a few examples. Um, some of them are free. Some of them are not free, but um, these are based on rigorous, you know, science. So go and explore yourself. And it's also helpful just to have this in your back pocket. And personal values can change over time. So it might be good to take it, you know, a couple times uh, in your life. <laughs> Next, um, so knowing your personal values is super important, but also your relationships, your family, your friendships, everything outside of work, like what do they value? Um, what will matter to them? So make an outline of people who will be affected by the decisions you make and consider their feelings and what would they think? What would they, um, uh, you know, how would you consider them in your decisions? So all of this really important. And plus a job can come and go, right? And your relationships will truly, you know, be a lot more long-term. Okay, this is great because uh, you guys understand data-driven decisions, right? So there's um, clean data and then there's eh, the murky stuff. And so we we tell ourselves stories all the time, right? Like, oh, our coworkers don't listen to me or my company doesn't trust us or, you know, those things could be true. But what if you assumed wrong? What if you made a huge life decision where... Um, the data wasn't clean and then you'd be kind of stuck. So this one is really interesting. Just an exercise, just write down in objective terms, don't interpret it 
don't judge, just facts. And then maybe talk to someone about it. Is what you're thinking really true? Or maybe there's a different story that could be told. And then this is the meaty part. So now you have all these notes everywhere um, and then fitting them together because there might be some trade-offs you have to make. Maybe there's some conflicts, but hopefully there's some sort of alignment um, between everything and it'll help you direct yourself to where you would go. So again, um, think about your gut emotions and then also a more formalized sense of your personal values. Um, and then also think about the relationships in your life that will be affected by your choices. And then what is the reality in this situation? What's maybe a nice narrative that we've been telling ourselves and being able to have a clear um, view on that. So this is all just knowing yourself. This is going to take time. And it's kind of scary, too, for real. Next, think about all the job postings you're looking at employers. There's a lot of information out there. So whether it's Glassdoor or the job posting itself, LinkedIn, you know, you're talking to uh, current or former employers, there's a lot of input. And so this section is um, some questions that you can ask to glean more clarity in this, in this particular part of the process, right? So you're hunting. So this, these are, um, these are some great places to understand if you will fit, right? Um, culture fit is a huge reason why people stay or leave their jobs. Um, it's a huge reason why people feel safe or they can trust and build relationships um, with the people they work with. Um, it helps with the purpose and mission. Um, you know, is this going to work? And so here, here are some things you can ask. So one, this sort of myth of work-life balance, like I don't know how many men go searching for work-life balance, but it's more the perspective of does the employer trust me to do my work? Do I feel comfortable outlining what I need? And maybe that's a flexible work from home schedule. Maybe it's different hours. Um, and just being able to communicate those needs because life uh, goes on outside of work, obviously, but not every employer gets that. Um, so one kind of good rule of thumb is just look at the leadership. Uh, is it a female-founded company? Are there females in senior leadership? Uh, this leads to generally more flexible and humane policies. And uh, just to hammer that in, a global study found that employees at women-led companies enjoy more autonomy and are specifically more satisfied with work-from-home policies when compared to male-led companies. Just something to keep in your back pocket. Next. So you're going to be working with your manager a lot, right? You know, it's pretty much the most important relationship. Uh, it can define your role, um, the way you advance in the company, um, any kind of personnel matters. So... There's a lot of clues, but at the end of the day, like trust your gut. If there are red flags, you're like, this is a little shady or weird, just, you know, there are better options. And also it's not just avoiding like a bad boss, which is huge, right? But you also don't want to pass up an opportunity to work for an excellent boss, right? A real a boss who will sponsor you and support you and really help your career grow or mentor you, right? So you kind of want to keep a beat on this. Um, so here's some questions that you can ask. Uh, are they honest? <laughs> Is it the job sustainable? And do you have a unique contribution and role? 
And at the end of the day, do you trust them with the hard stuff, with the difficult stuff? If you have a problem, could you really confide in them? And then be very, very mindful of how you're treated during the hiring and recruitment process, um, because that will tell a lot about how they might act on the job. So company culture, as I said, is a huge thing. Um, and it could be the reason why you stay or why you go. And so you could go into uh, you know, the interview and be like, can you describe your company culture for me? And they'll say like, yeah, it's great. Everyone's collaborative. Um, we're like a family, whatever. Uh, it's not giving you a lot of information. So instead, set up some scenarios that this will paint a more realistic picture of what might happen. So how are problems solved? Um, what, uh, how would you address like the idea of inclusivity? Does everyone feel like their ideas can be heard? Um, is there a sense of community? So if you set up uh, a little bit more of these like realistic scenarios, maybe you'll get a more realistic answer about company culture. And lastly, psychological safety is like the number one thing that you're looking for because you can um, have trust in your, it, sorry, in your coworkers. You can trust that you can say stuff. You won't withhold information or anyone else. And you can feel like you can bring your authentic self. Like you don't have to um, be, you know, crazy, but like you don't feel uncomfortable speaking up, right? Or speaking out. And so how can you assess if psychological safety is a core value? So here are some questions that you can ask. And you probably have these questions in the back of your mind when you're searching and stuff, but just um, be sure to, to raise them and surface them because it's really, really important. Because without psychological safety, I think all bets are off. Lastly, this is the vision. And I, again, I was in a dark spot a couple of years ago, but um, I was really lucky. And now here I am at HBR. So. Um, here are some of the benefits of you of you taking the time to go through all this. Because when you fit and you feel like you belong, you feel like you can bring your authentic self or at least are invited to, which is huge, right? And then you can just um, build those meaningful relationships in your role. So I'll outline kind of three huge benefits. So one is that you can just be you, just be your 100% human self. Um, so here's a kind of funny story. We were in a work meeting earlier this week and one of my colleagues, so we're, you know, we're all in video chat so you can't see um, waist down. And she was sitting on a yoga ball as her like chair. And so there was like a squeak and she's like, oh guys, by the way, I'm sitting on a yoga ball. It, I didn't fart. Uh, but I was like, but if you did, that'd be totally fine. And so, you know, we're professionals, right? But at the same time, we can kind of laugh and understand that we're human at the end of the day. Um, second, so it's awesome to be in a place where you feel like you can belong because you can listen to others and you can help others and vice versa. And really having that free exchange of ideas just goes so far. So here's an example um, in my role. So as uh as it was mentioned, I'm the host of Christine Versus Work, which is a YouTube series. And when we started, it was before the pandemic. So we were at the office. I, I just had to show up, be on camera, do the scripting and stuff. But I didn't have to touch any equipment. Well, when we were in lockdown, I was the camera person. I you know had to fiddle with the audio. Like I, I ended up having to learn um, very rapidly how to 
do a lot of technical production as well as like the other content stuff. And so I'm very grateful to my colleagues who are able to patiently walk me through this stuff as I, I hope, um, was able to walk other colleagues through stuff as we were all just dispersed and having to deal with our remote working. So again, I was very thankful for that. And then lastly, you know, working from home or wherever you work, you need to set boundaries, right? Um, you are going on vacation. You need to spend time with your family. Um, you want to go dance down the block, whatever. Um, being able to say, hey, you know, I'm checking out for the day, communicate what you need, and then um, be restored uh, so you can be a sustainable contributor. Um, so I think this is probably one of the most important things. And I hope you agree. And that's it. That's all I got for you guys. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.